It's all good. (laughs) What's going on, everyone? I'm with Jared Thomas. uh, Back at it again. Ready, repaint, set, go. What's up, man? Uh, Not much, man. I just, uh, you know, thought I'd schedule another breakthrough session with you. I've come a long way since last time we spoke. Give me a recap. Where did where did where um, were we last well, time? Well, before I didn't have my license. You know, yeah. I was just kind of doing uh, you know, painting uh, houses by myself, uh, for property manager in between tenants. You sure. know that kind of deal. And uh, you know, I uh, I started my company. I uh, incorporated and I got my license in November. And uh, so since then, it's been full speed ahead. Congrats, man. Thank you, sir. Yeah trying to get legit oh, that was in november you said right mm-hmm. yeah okay cool so what's uh so what's the how's the year turning out for you so far you know it's starting i'm starting to pick up steam for sure you know i got my oh. google local service ads i got my my google my business i'm already nice. got i already have more five star reviews than um you know the the people on top of the map pack you know the top three around cool. here you know they only got like nine and seven five stars i got 13 okay. so far um just in a for, small, you're in a small town then <laughs> not really man you know it's a uh, it's not small at all i mean this brentwood itself is small but you know we're like 20 minutes from uh walnut creek and danville and san ramon all these big money okay. places. yeah and, that's good um, i mean heck you know I, I'm, that's a good thing for you man not everyone's that lucky to be in a town where the top companies on the map pack have the, that little bit of reviews i do want to mention though the reason that is none of them are doing proper seo you no, know they no, see, they, they're all they're all they're all the old, the old guard, you know, I, yeah. I worked at uh, Kelly Moore um, around here. You know, so you know who they school. are probably, right? <laughs> I, I remember them from being, you know, when I was in high school yeah. working at Kelly Moore. So they've, yeah. they've all been around. And those guys to... don't need anything to advertise. They, mm-hmm. They'll stay busy for the rest of their life. Exactly. So wow. I'm trying to capitalize on that, man. Good, good. So any employees? I mean, so what, what, what why'd you call this meeting, man? What direction? <clears throat> well, yes, you know, I, uh, have got employees. Um, I'm trying to get them on payroll. Well, they're on payroll now. I just hired okay. a new apprentice, which is, uh, I got lucky. Uh, he called me out of the blue, uh, found me on Google since I was on the top of my local service ad. Nice. Um, he's a, you know, uh, young kid from blue collar family. Yeah. And, uh, I think I got lucky with him and the other two guys, I'm, uh, you know, I've been working with them for, for a while and I'm getting them on payroll. Just got my workers comp. So I got three full-time guys now and myself. So you got three full-time guys. You got yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, how's uh lead flow been? I mean, what's that been looking like? <clears throat> that's picking up. I'm using Angie leads. You know, that's where I kind of started. I started with that in Yelp. And then, did I start um, you on that or were you doing that uh, before you were? You uh, no, I started that when I got my license, but you know, I definitely took your lead, you know, took your advice and uh, you know, it was uh, kind of sketchy in the fr- at first because I didn't have you know the, the extra money to kind of do it. Right. And, you know, I got a couple like ten thousand dollar jobs pretty quick and made some good relationships out of the first you know yeah five hundred yep. bucks I spent. So uh, it's just a big picture mentality, right? I mean, and I think once you adopt that, it it lessens the blow of sure. like you know you're forking out versus what's mm-hmm. coming in. Um, yeah. How's, no, so how's trip jobs been for you? Trip jobs have been great. Yeah. Um, you know, people for the most part love, um, love all the follow-up and, you know, it's just, uh, just like all the painters around here don't, uh, really care about Google reviews. They don't really care about, um, you know, having a CRM follow-up, you know, uh, confirming appointments. And I feel like I'm, we're at the cusp, but like I'm riding the wave, you know, and I'm catching yeah. the wave, you know, to go up before, uh, 
Sure. Or, and you connect the drip jobs to your Angie leads, right? Yes. Okay, yep. good. I just want to make sure. So we're we're so what are we talking about today, man? What's an area that you're wanting a little bit of insight on? Um, you know, it sounds like a lot of stuff is going really well for you, man. You've gotten some good help. You got uh, some good marketing. You know, what's an area that you're wanting to zero in on, man? Well, basically, uh, you know, like I said, I got lucky with this guy, uh, my my new apprentice. I got lucky with okay. him. He called me up. He seems like a good kid. Um, so, but I really like to go more in depth on hiring, you know, um, sure. as I know, uh, before, you know, I was like, ah, oh, you know, we, we talked before I, I got access to all these guys, you know, but, but, uh, I want to do it right. And I want to be able to yeah. uh, hire well, the right let, people. Let's go back to that kid that called you. You keep saying he got lucky. I don't think he got lucky. I think you earned the ability to be sought after by people that align with companies that have, you know, good values. If I was yeah. a painter, uh, and I wanted to work for a good company, the first thing I would do is Google companies with the best reviews and call them. I mean, yeah. hello, you know, yeah. it's the same thing that our customers do. Remember hiring is marketing. So acquiring talent isn't really the hard part, bro. I mean, I think uh, you, you know, we have avenues to do it. Like it's just, you know, it's, just, it's as hard as finding leads, right? I mean, yeah. if you need to get leads, what do you do? You go to Angie yeah. or you get Google or, you know, it's the same thing with hiring. You go to Indeed. Leads, leads you to my second, but second issue is training. Right. Um, training. Well, well, let's cover the hiring aspect because okay. you set the standard for hiring, bro. And I want to kind of, I'm going to ask you, honestly, I mean, when that kid called you, what, what was the next step? What'd you do? Well, I tried to, uh, you know, follow your lead and you know i i uh when he called me it was from my google local services ad so i was like answering right away you know because they keep track of when you answer those uh, answer those calls through google and uh so i answered it right away and i was shot you know kind of surprised uh so this kid looking for a job so um i made um a type form um quick type form kind of uh, interview questions get his basic information i made that up sent that link to him so he filled out the type form you know um tried to include things you learned recently, you know, and plus all the, all his date of birth and sure. driver's license. Yeah. Does he have transportation? Does, is he yeah. afraid of heights? And then I met him at a Mexican place and, you know, we, we sat down and chatted and then um, I told him he could start in a week. Sure. Sure. That. So, you know, you set the bar pretty high, right? You have this kid who's coming in and, and to his perspective, um, you know, he's working for a legitimate, you know, company, right? Like, and you've done that up until that point. Now, where you tie that all together is your HR slash payroll process, which you said you're working on, right? No, I have Gusto. Okay. Um, and I'm just, uh, I just finished onboarding him. Uh, you know, I just got to get his I-9 in and then um, cool. I'm, I'm all straight. So I you're just, ready uh, to go. So you set up Gusto. Right. So in the eyes of this person, I, from my own perspective, you, you did exactly what I teach, which is regardless of how convenient or inconvenient it is, you need to have a process. You've taken them through a process. You vetted them out. You did the interview. You created the perception that he needs to earn the position. I just got done interviewing two guys yesterday. They went through my process, filled out my form, phone interview, uh, in-person interview, background check, right? And then, you know, during the interviews, I think this is where it gets tricky, right? Because when you get to a point where, you know, you're looking for a specific role, um, you know, you're no longer really looking for skill. You're looking for a mixture of skill and personality. Mm -hmm. And I think like early on, if you're desperate, you need skill, you need somebody that can do work. Like we get that, you know, and you're in that stage where I know that you probably produce much of the work. Are you doing any work right now? Are you, uh, uh yes, I am. And I'm definitely have to be, uh, hand in hand, 
you know, with, uh, with, with this team, you know, right. With I, the team. Yeah, right. I sure. understand that fully. Yeah. I get it. You know, and you're still in that position, but where I'm getting at with this is that, you know, the interview process, you need to become a really good interviewer. You have to know what to look for. I had two guys yesterday, back to back the one guy, you know, and it's so interesting when you just let people talk, bro. I mean, that's, that's the key here. The first guy I had off the bat, you know, we're naturally going to judge people off of things we shouldn't what they look like you know like all this and it's like you got to get past all that like you know it's an, it was an older gentleman and off the bat i'm thinking i don't know if this guy's going to fit in with our with our with our company it was just like it, sure. it was a silly thought but these are thoughts that we have right so i just know my training though i said let me keep asking this guy questions let me get to know his, his heart you know see what's deep down in there and uh it turns out that you know he, he he's you know maybe just a little nervous when he showed up um, and after talking with him, like this guy aligns with us, you know, he's a family man. He's got a lot of things that he, uh, is striving toward, even in being an older gentleman, he's got plenty of experience. He would balance out the crew that he's going to be working with really well, who isn't mm -hmm. as experienced as him. Um, uh, maybe he's not going to buzz around the job site, but he creates a certain level of confidence because of his 15 years of experience. But what I like the most about him is he's super humble. He wants an opportunity. He's worked for himself for so long. He wants to be a part of a team. He doesn't want to go run around and find jobs. And in my head, I'm thinking this guy is perfect. And yeah, had I not dove into that guy's personality and asked questions about what's important to him. And dude, the first five minutes of the, of the interview, I'm thinking I'm not hiring this guy. That was my thought. And I have to be real with myself and say, no, no, no. Go through the process, ask more questions, ask more questions, ask more questions. And at the end of the interview, I'm like, that I'm I'm definitely hiring that guy. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's why cool. the in-person interview is so important because guess what? It can also be the other way, bro. It could be the other way. You could actually on the phone think, oh, I'm hiring this guy. Why? Because people are always going to give you literally the best version of themselves, dude. It's the first date, right? Oh, yeah. It's like, get it. You know, I'm phenomenal on the phone, you know. <laughs> Me too. Me you too. Know, I'm walking buddy. around the house. I'm phenomenal. And it's like, oh, I want the job. Right. So, but realize that both of those guys that I interviewed both did great on the phone, you know, and it was like mm -hmm. to the point where I felt confident to meet them in person. If I'm meeting you in person in my busy life, then you're really close to getting a job. You really have to blow the interview, you mm -hmm. know, but it just turned out I had one position and I narrowed it down to two guys. And the second guy, um, this guy was my front runner mentally, dude. When I got there, I'm like, off the bat, I'm like, man, this first guy better wow me because the second guy, he's young, he's enthusiastic, he's hungry. Yeah. And um, I sit down with this guy after the first guy. This was yesterday, bro. No lie. This was yesterday. I'm sitting yeah, down. Yeah. First of all, the second guy comes in at like 4.01. He was supposed to be there at 4 o'clock, okay? Other guy was sitting in the parking lot 10 minutes before uh, he was supposed to be there. This guy buzzes in one minute close to the buzzer, man. I was ready to leave. Like I don't usually wait till the time of the interview, but yeah, I, yeah. it's either here nor there. The guy had another job. He was working his way over. So I was like, all right, the guy sits down, dude. And right off the bat, I'm thinking, okay, like I'm feeling him out. The guy comes with a vape, dude. You know, one of those mods, like the real yeah, yeah, vape, yeah. like, like, like blowing we're not talking about, <laughs> yeah. The one where you can literally like fill up a room with smoke. Like this uh -huh. guy takes his vape and sets it down on the table right there. Like not even like, you know, like, like him and I are buddies, dude. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, he comes in, dude, the guy's chewing gum in his mouth. Like, and I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking, you know, although some people won't take this and, and see this as a big deal, I'm looking at it as my 65 year old customers that pay my bills and they're feeling uncomfortable because this kid doesn't know how to act in a professional yeah. setting. 
right where's then and there. Where's your decorum at? Like you should know, like, hey, and four, like, right? So, on. so here's the deal. What I what because I did the process. I in my head, and this kid, the second kid was a referral from someone I trust. Now, this isn't anything against the person I trust. He doesn't, that's not his responsibility uh, to go through all know. that. He just gave him a referral. He said, Hey, I know this guy, he's interested. My yeah. job is to vet him out. So mm -hmm. the deal is, is that I don't take anyone's word for it. I don't care if it's my 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 wife's word for it. I want to see them in my own two eyes. You know, again, if my wife meets someone at work and says, Hey, this person's husband would be a good fit. Okay, honey, I love you, but let me make sure that it aligns with our company, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, Definitely. so idea is, is, you know, go through the process. And as I'm continuing talking to this second guy, which was yesterday, after those little things, I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. You know, we, at least it's not, you know, cigarettes or whatever, but here's the deal. As he continued to talk, he unloaded his whole journey about how he's been reprimanded at work for not listening and how he feels like it's been unfair, how HR has been targeting him. And how, you know, it's just an uncomfortable work environment and he doesn't, he hasn't gotten a raise and red flag, red flag, red dude, flag. I mean, everywhere. he, I'm just sitting bro. I'm just sitting there just watching this kid pretty nose much <laughs> nosedive here. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy made my first guy look so much better because that guy was humble. He was excited about the opportunity. It, it, he, he showed up like a professional, um, real rough around the edges. Okay. But I don't care about that, man. The guy's got a good heart. So for me, what I looked at is like, when I make these decisions, Jared, you're always going to remember this. It's like, dude, what ingredient are you putting into the cake? You know, and one bad ingredient can spoil any, any recipe. And the second kid that I was interviewing, I, all I can see is him complaining, gossiping, arguing about every little thing. He just didn't seem like he likes to follow with directions. Passing the blame um, off. <laughs> once more things than he puts out. In other words, he, he has entitlement because he kept mentioning how he hadn't gotten a raise and how only people who do X, Y, Z get raises and he doesn't feel like he needs to. He was telling me how he showed up to a, a meeting one minute late and got written up for it when the whole company was already starting the meeting. And he felt as though, because it was early and he, dude, it's just like excuses, 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 yeah. excuses. Can't give you an opportunity. Train wreck, train wreck, Had man. I not done that interview in person, brother, and I'm not saying this as if you don't, I'm just saying that reading people is a leader's is a leader's trait, man. You mm -hmm. you said you got lucky, and sometimes that happens, bro. I've gotten mm -hmm. lucky. I've found some really great people and had to put minimal effort in. But yeah. in the same way, when you get jobs, you get lucky sometimes, right? You know, yeah. and it works out. You get You're paid. Fall into it. You do not want to rely on that, right? So that's that's my spiel on hiring. Mm -hmm. Any 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 hit tidbits on that you want to hit on before we go into uh, the second part? Well, I just wanted to say, like I before I hired another guy and his brother, and uh, they found me on Yelp, and pretty much you know when everybody was slowing down, they're looking for work, just going through painting companies. Uh, so I tried them out, and you know they were uh, they seemed well good on the surface, you know. Then I bring another guy in who I've known for a long time. And they start talking, talking, talking mess about, about the guy I've known for a long time. They don't know sure. I've known him for a long time. And, mm. uh, you know, then I, every time I walk into the house, they're on the phone, yep. like, you know, that kind of deal. And it took me a while to get rid of them. I did, I did. It took me a couple of weeks to, to, to finally just like say no more, but, um, yeah. And you're going to so get, why I feel like that. I, that's why I feel I got lucky. With, uh, well, with the you got to realize, bro, is, is hiring and firing is your business. That's the business, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can, anybody can go into any estimate and sell. Okay. Yeah. 
we'll see how the production is. We'll see what's going on behind the scenes. We'll see if the customer got a good deal or a bad deal, right? Your job is to facilitate that. Your company is only as valuable as the people you put in the Petri dish, you know? So my thing is, is that like, yes, like first thing, of first order of business is we have, Jared, we have to look at who's going to be running the show. Who is it? Right now, you know, I got one guy, he's, uh, he's got potential, you know, okay. but you know, he's kind of like, uh, he's a uh, good, you know, left alone most of the time, but, uh, all know, right, here's the deal, man. You're a good guy and you want to give opportunity to people. You love your employees. And, and maybe you've even mentioned this to this guy about a potential opportunity. Have you? Um, I've just been encouraging him. Hey, bro, you're doing good. Yeah, you're doing, doing, doing good. good okay. Bro, Here's the deal, my track. friend. Here's the deal. Yeah. And I want you to understand this and take it to the piggy bank. Not right. everyone is designed to be a leader. Yeah. Okay. Stop making excuses for people as mm -hmm. to why they have potential. It's either you got it or you don't. It's either you want it or you don't. You're either going to lead or you're going to follow. It's one or the other. You are a startup. Yeah. You don't have the you don't have the luxury to nurture leadership it's either someone shows you that they're a leader or they're not you got to find someone you put that person as a role player because i'm in that role as what role is that you know, right. role, you're in that role leader. but i'm the crew i'm the crew leader so but yeah, i'm mentioning i'm telling right. you right now the reason you're there is because you you don't know what you're looking for and, and you're trying mean. and you're hoping yeah. that the people that you have eventually come in and save you it ain't going to happen so Tell me about the new guy that you said you got lucky about. What, what is he somebody who you could see from this brief brief time that you've worked with him to be someone to take over the crew? Uh, maybe at some point, you know, he learns really quick. He's, uh, you know, not what's lazy. he missing. He's missing experience. Uh, he's 21. not necessary. 21. What, what uh, he's I wouldn't say what he's missing. See, it's, he's only been with me like a week and a half. He's okay. just miss, missing the, the time with me. Does he show I up on time? Yes. Is he communicative? Does he call, yeah. talk, call and talk to you over and over and over again? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, does he command respect? In other words, does he respect others? Is he humble? Does he communicate well with the customer? Yes. Okay. Yes. Does, is he trustworthy? Could you leave him in a, in a closet full of gold? From yeah, what you've seen? I believe so. Sure. Does he have reliable transportation? Yes, sir. All right. Does he seem excited about the opportunity to work with you? Very. All right. That's a manager. What you're looking for is for him to make up in years what you've learned in years, which ain't going to happen, right? So your job is to supervise a manager. Your job is to get someone to a position to where they can feel confident. Those things that I mentioned are worth more than someone that has expertise in the actual painting. You need someone that can communicate effectively with a customer and communicate information to a team, right? Now, here's the deal. You need someone that are your eyes on the job. Eyes. Okay. And age is a number, man. I was 19 years old. I was a general manager of a restaurant, bro. Like that wasn't for me. It, that doesn't matter. I mean, you'll know if he's mature enough. I mean, I, it sounds like he is. He's hungry. I was the lead spray man and the crew leader after a year. In my okay. Company, so you know? the idea is, is that dude, you, you know, set it up early. I mean, say, look, if you look at your, if you look at your roster, okay, here's your options. You either make someone a manager now, or you're going to have to wait for the next hiring wave to find a manager, what does that do to the morale of the guys you have? Uh, it, yeah, it doesn't, it does. They're, they're with me. They're with right. me. So what, is the, what, is the, what is the, what, what do you guys paint? What do you paint industrial water tanks? No, sir. And what do you in, paint? 
interior exterior man okay so i mean the skill level doesn't need to be industrial water tank osha certified knowing how to scale a water tank it needs to be what's what's the most important aspect of a repaint um just um you know being respectful being clean and uh paying attention to what you're doing that has nothing to do with the job what's the most important aspect of painting an industrial water tank who knows and who knows? Safety and making <laughs> sure you don't die. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So in other words, like when we look for a manager on this simple thing that we're having people do that actually homeowners can do, right? Yes, I mean, sir. we're not doing anything they can't do. Maybe if we get the sprayers out and we start doing fine finishing, sure. But brother, if your guys are out there right now, are they painting a house? Yeah. Okay. You're not there. No. Okay. Who's running the job? Um. Well, I'm on my no way one back. because you're not yeah. making anybody a manager. So the problem is, is that you got a headless horse over there. Yes, sir. Somebody's making decisions. Uh huh. And if they're not, if here's the thing, because you're not making anyone a manager, no one knows who to follow. And if you got a bunch of people not knowing who to follow, and everyone's scared to say their opinion about what to do next, your jobs aren't being done efficiently. So there's a part of you that's confident to leave them. But there's something stopping you from choosing a manager. And I think it's one of two things. Number one, obviously, maybe it's because you thought this guy wasn't ready, right? Mm-hmm. We need to get rid of that because if you groom him into what you want him to be, there's not going to be a time on the calendar this year where it's going to be like, boop, he's ready. You got 10, you got so much experience. There's no way. I like that. You're going to supervise. Like You're, there's, no, there's not going to be a time. There's no way. In August, I'm going to call you and say, all right, dude he's ready. And you're like, well, no, he still needs, he doesn't need to learn that stuff. He's going to get more experience being thrown into the fire and having to figure it out, create new reference points of what to do in certain customer related situations, not job situations. Why? Because if there's a job situation, who's he going to call? Me. Okay. If there's a customer related situation, he's going to call you, but you're going to say, figure it out. Right. That's the whole purpose of management is you're paying people to handle and put out fires and make sure fires don't exist. Or option number two is you're worried that the person that's been with you long is not going to like the fact that someone you just brought in at 21 years old is going to be running the job. That is a, is, is an issue, but you know, um, I, I, I appreciate your perspective on that. Cause uh, you know, he's so the, the younger kids so new, I hadn't even um, thought of that. You know, I always, I was like, I'm thinking in my head, I need a training program. I need to like, you know, show this guy the ropes, you know, how to paint every little thing, but I'm always wrong. No, you need somebody that follows your instruction from afar. Hey, did we get that room cut in yet? Hey, is that room rolled? Hey, did you guys spray this yet? Hey, what's your plan for today? Okay. Hey, this, 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 you know, again, you know, your people, you're going to have to decide who you put in charge. Now it might not be this 21 year old. You might say, Hey, I'm going to give Joe an opportunity. Who's been with you for however long, Mm -hmm. but you need to do it now because here's, what's going to happen. You're going to number one, learn if the decision you make, what's the right one, right? Can this person handle the pressure? Can they get jobs done on a deadline? Do do they get people to listen to them? Right. And if you nurture a manager from a painter to a manager, they're going to stick with you, man. They're going to be so loyal to you for giving them that opportunity. It should number one, 100% come with a raise. I think there should be a one month training period and then they get a raise for taking over the job and you just nurture that. Okay. That's the first thing that's going to happen. Here's the most important thing. You're going to learn how to manage a manager. That is the thing that you need to learn. If you can't learn how to nurture and manage a manager and make sure that they're 
doing their job the right way, you can't scale a business. Because if you can't create managers, you can't grow a business. You have to either rely on the market to bring you managers, which kills the morale of your company, um, or you know you kind of just at the mercy of, you know, what you got, right? What what you got? And if you're not actively nurturing people to achieve the goal, who's striving to be a manager? No one cares because Jared keeps showing up at the job doing all the work. Mm -hmm. You know, so in other words, like here's an example with drip jobs, dude. I love selling drip jobs. Here's, you know, I love the demo process. No one in the whole world, in the, in the entire world, can explain drip jobs to someone better than me. Yeah. Right. And in the same way, you feel as though that you being on the job, make sure that the jobs are on smooth. You know things about jobs that need to be done. Hey, that drop cloth needs to be put there. That paint needs to be put there. That things need to be detaped. Like, dude, there's so much, but you got to understand that. And I have to understand that in order for me to excel, my new sales rep is going to miss things. There's no way he's going to learn what I've learned doing 2000 drip jobs demos. There's no way, but the, the sooner I get this guy into the fire, he's going to catch up as, as, as soon as possible. Right. And that's the idea, man, is that you need to continuously nurture a manager, grow them. It's like a, it's like watering a seed, dude. You're not going to get fruit, you know, within the first year, but you know what, after a year or so, they'll be autonomous. They'll start making decisions. They're not only going to be doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. And here I was, I'm waiting for like, oh, you know, maybe in a couple months, I'll have him trained up where he knows what he's doing. Now you're, you're absolutely right, man. I just got to, you know, just throw him in the fire, throw him in the fire, sink or swim, sink or swim. He's not going to learn anything that quickly. And he's going to be so focused on, you know, just the fact that he's, you know, I mean, there's just so much to learn. So in other words, like you have to be okay with them not hitting a hundred percent, but that's where supervision comes in. Yeah. Like that's where you go in and you can coach from the sidelines and say, Hey man, you know, the customer's pretty upset because you didn't, you know, put a drop cloth there and you got a, a drop of paint on the rug, you know? And that's why we tell you, make sure that the drop cloths are laid out and they're not creased and they're nice in there and they're right there. And now, you know, man, we got to make sure of that. Right. Yeah. And if you get someone that cares, they won't make the same mistake twice, man. Yeah. You know? It's true. All three of my managers in my painting business have never been managers anywhere. Yeah. Ever. No one's ever given an opportunity. And I always say that. I'm like, man, what idiots, not my guys, the people who could have given them opportunities. You know, it's like, these are great managers. I'm able to sit here and talk to you knowing that three jobs are getting done right now. And I I don't even need to know about them. What's going on. I know that they got it covered. I know them, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's great because the new hire that I I just brought on, he started today. It was great. I actually put him through a background check and it came back clear, like within a few hours, clearchecks.com. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, got him, got him on board and he fits right in my manager, Julio, which is somebody I brought in as a manager. He's never managed. He comes in, he facilitates the, the process, trains him up, gets him going. And you're just creating the system, man. But right now there's a major issue and I'm just shooting. I know I'm shooting a lot at you, but I know that you're soaking it up. Here's the deal, man. The issue is, is that you're not present and no one's in charge. If you can just understand that concept very well, then you need to make a decision quickly of who you're putting in charge. Let the team know. And, and that's the way it goes. Yep. Yeah, man. I really appreciate uh, that perspective, you know, because I was kind of, I keep, uh, I was going to put the one guy, you know, I was kind of, you know, like I said, um, giving him an encouragement, you're, Hey, you're doing good, you know, and, uh, trying to kind of lead him. But the past few days, you know, he's just, I've seen things that just tells me he doesn't understand certain things that I can't teach him and, um, and bringing the younger guy in and just 
pretty much put him on the fast track to be my eyes and ears on the job is exactly what I need to do. And I wouldn't have done it if I didn't talk to you about it because I think it would have taken me a long time to figure out that, um, you know, that, uh, I'm waiting for the right moment to do whatever, or, you know, hire, hire a more expensive guy to do the job is not the way to do it. You're not, you're not painting industrial water tanks, man. You're just painting houses. Yep. It's a very simple thing that we're doing. And, and mostly common sure. sense, you know, dealing with these customers. It's just common sense. You know, what do you, what, would you do that in your grandma's house? Like, no, yeah, you that's take it. I mean, off it's when amazing, you walk in the house. dude. It's, it's, it's why this is one of the coolest businesses because not only do we get, uh, I think of it as, as a free manager. I mean, the customer, you can always call the customer and see what's really going on, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just an opportunity to bring in people and have them do what they would do in their own house, just in a very professional way. Yeah. And, you know, again, there's this, there's a finite amount of things that the person's going to experience and go through and you're there, but your job should be stay away, man. You don't need to be there. You know, like I, I know it's going to be hard. You're going to go do estimates. you maybe even build up a second crew or, you know, do your hiring, check in on the job network, get into networking groups, start building your brand and yeah. you cannot be successful if you're on the job, man. So like maybe 10, 10 hours a week, but I think that's you setting up the job in the beginning of the day. And maybe showing up at the end of the day, going over what they did, um, mm-hmm. talking with the team. And look, man, you know, you might get some pushback from whoever maybe you promised an opportunity to, or maybe you wouldn't. Maybe that'll be a big relief. Maybe you're forcing an opportunity on someone who doesn't want it. Maybe they just want to just show up to work. And uh, But if you know someone's ready for an opportunity, man, now's the time. Say, look, you know, I think it's such an awesome thing to do anyway. You take them out to lunch. Say, hey, man, in the, in the week you've been here, you've really exceeded my expectations and i want to give you an opportunity to run the crew can you imagine what output that would do for a 21 year old kid dude he would be over the moon you know and he would be loyal forever 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 and i want you know just outline what your expectations are and how you're not worried about his knowledge in in the actual painting we'll learn that more so how he treats customers how he communicates how he uh effectively communicates to the team you know and and you'll train him on fill in the blanks you know, I like it. I like it. You a have lot. an opportunity and it's almost like you ride the momentum of a, of good fortune. So, you, you know, mm-hmm. you got this good guy, you don't want him to leave. You know, it's yeah. like, don't ever think that people can't get up and go find somewhere else to work. Yeah. Always try to keep them there in a good way. Make them, give them an opportunity. Survive, you know, you keep that kid in it. If, if, he, if he's motivated, you keep him in that position long enough. He'll start to think, man, what else is out there for me? Because the owner of my business is the only one controlling whether or not I have some. There's two ways to excite people about sticking with you. New opportunity, right? So you mm-hmm. advance them or more money, right? So you can always go the more money route. That's the easiest way. That's just the, you know, but there's a there's a threshold to that, right? Especially if they're only operating in a certain uh, capacity. Absolutely. But, yeah. Right. But if you give someone an opportunity to be a manager and they've never been a manager in any capacity, their identity shifts. Dude, you give someone an identity shift, number one, they're loyal to you, but they turn into a different person. I've seen it every time. Every time I give yeah. someone an opportunity, real quick story, Shamel, man, he he's he's my main guy, dude. This guy's awesome, bro. He's been with me for now five years. He started out as $16. I always think, I always think about that, uh, about Shamel. I'm like, if I had a Shamel, you know. <laughs> you have, <laughs> it could be your Shamel, bro. I mean, he's, be, got, be. he's been with me for five years. I, I sat with him at Starbucks. He started at $16 an hour. He worked on the crew. Now he, he, he's on salary and he runs the company uh, on the production side. He trains everyone. He, he, he does phenomenal work for us. Um, he's, he's such a good guy now, like for our company. And it's like, 
you know, I gave him a, I gave him a place to grow. Like, I mean, it's like, I had no, people will either force you to do it or you're going to have to do it before they force you to do it. And if they force you to do it and you're not ready for that, that's when they want to leave. Mm-hmm. So like, in other words, if like Shamel is progressing, he's like, Hey, I want this opportunity. And, and, and usually the right people don't just ask for more money. They no. don't just say, Hey, I want to raise. They say, Hey, I want a new opportunity. I want to, I want to manage something. I want to do something. Right. And if you're not in the mental space to give that person the opportunity, then guess what? You've, you've stopped them in their momentum. You and know, long story short, you know, he was able to, you know, purchase a house and he, you know, he's just very, very loyal to the company, man. And it's like, mm-hmm. I had to make those tough decisions. I had to make room for him. I want to um, do that for people, man. I do. Do it. It's great. Yeah. It's one of the best things you can do in life is give people opportunity, man. When someone looks you sure. in the eye and says, you know, I, I've been applying everywhere. No one's given me a chance. You know, the person that hires me, you know, I'm, I'm going to be loyal and they're going to get way more than what they're paying me. I'll tell you that when someone looks you in the eye and says, and, and you're the person that gives them the opportunity, dude, it's like collecting like the rarest form of gold. Yeah. I just got chills thinking about it, man. Cause that was me when I was, you know, I'm just, I was just hungry. You just willing to, you know, just do, tell me what to do. And I'm sure. like, you know, but, it, and, 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 uh, and I was given those opportunities at Good. certain points, you know, so. I, I love it, man. I think just look at, like I said, man, get out, get out of here. You know, I think we're, we're, we've capped it off for today, but you know, come back again and we'll talk about Good. next steps. Did you have anything outstanding you wanted to chat before we leave? Uh, no, man, that was pretty much it, man. I think I, uh, yeah, maybe not the direction I was thinking of. Uh, this was it never go, turns out is, that way. I never planned. Never, this. but but man, I'm I'm uh, I'm really glad I talked to you, man. I really cool. am, for sure. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And, cool, uh, man. Jared, and I think go- this year is going to be going to change my life, man. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, your life is already changing, man. Just now, yeah. it's just you know, do what you've been doing. Um, you know, and make tough decisions. Like if you're not making decisions that scare you at all, mm-hmm. you're not growing at all. Yeah. I make decisions every day that scare me. Mm-hmm. Like I got a few, I got a few coming up. I should be making, making decisions on like bookkeeping for painters, like my going with Pierpont, you know, on my marketing, you know, those sure. are big money decisions, but you know, they could pay off. They could, you know, they could. I mean, these are big decisions that, you know, you're not really, no one taught you how to make and you're, you're moving money around that normally you would used to like wish you had, Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know, like, exactly. I remember bro, I just being broke. Like, and then now you have to make, you know, I'm deciding on whether to hire a developer or bring on a painter and, you know, we're talking, mm-hmm. big you know, so when I was, uh, when I was on last time, you told me I should expect to pay a thousand dollars a month on Google. And I was like, what? Like that is so much yeah. money, dude. And like, now now you're at like, what? Three know, grand? like five, 500 a week, you know, yeah. um, uh-huh. and all this uh-huh. other stuff. And I'm not it's, even batting an eye. Cause I know it pays off. Pays off. It pays off. You can spend 10 grand a month on marketing, but here's the thing. You're not really going to see that until you have two jobs going on at once. Like that's because remember, and I tell people this, you got to understand that that whatever that one crew can produce is not just covering their own expenses. Okay. So like a crew, think of, think of a crew as its own branch of your business. You have one branch, you have one location. Supporting the overhead. Exactly. It has to, not only does that branch cover its own expenses, it covers all the overhead too. So the second crew needs to happen this year. I don't know if that was in your plans, but you need to get at least two guys up and running doing their own jobs. Yeah, And even that, that could be, and that could be you and another person while Mm -hmm. that one crew is autonomous 
And then, you know, so I would, I would at least plan this year. So you have three guys right now. You have the young kid and two others. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there's your three, you built a team of three, and then you need to at least plan to hire one more that can work alongside you. And then best case scenario two that could be a crew of two. And then you're just finding jobs for a crew of three and a crew of two, and you can bounce one back and forth if needed. That's a good strategy for the year. Yeah, I need a strategy. You should hit about 700,000 at that pace. Honestly, like if you max out, you should be at about 700 grand a year. Because I got, you know, I got like 100 grand out in estimates right now just from the last month. And, you know, everybody, I think everybody's waiting for their tax return. They're like, we're going to go with you. But, you know, some, you know, so if if, uh, this. Yeah. What are you asking for for a deposit? You know, I'm doing the 500 down for the schedule, locking your price and your spot in the schedule. Um, And then I've been doing. I've been doing, I had some longer jobs when I had less guys. So I was doing 30%, 30%, 40%. Okay. I think I'm going to start doing 50 on the first day and then 50 when we're done. I, I'm not a fan of that first nah. day stuff. What do you that's think? Stupid. Not, not yeah. saying, you, you know, I just think it's just, that's not how I want to start a relationship. Hey, we're here. Pay me, pay me. Mm-hmm. That, that sound weird to you if a, if a contractor comes up and, you know, it does. And it like, does. Don't you have a charge it, account for all your paint? Why do you need paint? Why do you need money for materials? Right. We don't want to do that. There's no reason. Yeah. Like, if you do your cash flow right, you should just do a deposit and then get paid when you're done. The jobs don't last that long. If it's a long job and it's commercial, get whatever payment you want. But with homeowners, you know, again, like, I don't ever want to start off on that foot. Do, do, no, first of all, no one likes writing a check before work is done. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, the, people will happily give money to, schedule work. So if you really need more of a deposit, up your deposit. I think no more than a thousand bucks, but up your deposit. Um, but I don't like that first day uh money thing, you know. It's it, a good it, point. It would rub me the wrong way as a as yeah. a I'm a very I'm a tough buyer, dude, but I respect good business. Like if yeah. you're coming at me as a good business owner, bro, I'm the easiest person to work with. But if you come at me with like things that don't make sense, like you don't need that much of a deposit. You know, especially like dealing with like leads that are coming from everywhere, not just word of mouth referrals that are, that's different. You have a different. Very true. Good point. Exactly. There's word of mouth. You can get away with a few things. Word of mouth. If they really know you, you know, I mean, again, like we just don't want a job. I don't want to have the money. I don't like the money thing. Like, it's like, I finish your job, pay me, you know, to book me, it's 500 bucks. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but again, that's something to think about, you know, phase that out, you know, I've been dealing with cash flow issues, you know, but yeah, I think once that, once that goes away, I'm going to phase it out. Here's the deal. You got to do what you got to do. I'm just saying that once Uh that's phased out, you know, keep it, keep it clean, you know, professional. How much is on your Sherman Williams credit account? Uh, 2,500 and, uh, pretty much. I pretty, yeah, I pretty, but you know, ask your rep to go that. to 10 grand. Yeah, I am. My, my, rep, uh, my rep and I, I've known my rep for 20 years. He used to work at Frazee before Sharon Williams bought that, bought him out. And now he's yeah. my rep at Sharon Perfect, Williams. Man. So you have good relationship. I would just bump it up, back. especially in a growth season right now, because you're spread so thin with the marketing. Dude, there's no way your cash flow is, is pretty right now because you're spending so much on marketing. You only have three guys producing work, you're generating five to six grand a week. You mm-hmm. need to get some buffer uh, in your business somehow. And Sherman Williams will give you a gift. Just up your credit and then yep. use that as leverage, but plan to get that second crew up. I would get that second crew up in June, no later. That's a good idea. I'm really, uh, I'm going to try, man. I'm going to do my best. Yeah. Do that, man. Okay. Good luck no, to I'm, you. I'm not going to try. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. That's easy, man. Well, then come <laughs> back to me in, in July and tell me how the second crew's running. I will. There you I go. Will. There's Dude. some accountability. Thanks, bro, it, bro, trusting me to give you some 
some, uh, and, you know, and it fires me up too. I, I'm, I really I'm, appreciate I'm, it, dude. I really appreciate it, man. Um, yeah. I'm looking to grow, but I, you know, I just needed somebody to tell me like, hey, you know, do, do this Whatever. shit. You can do it. Get out there. Get out there. Go get it, brother. Thank you, man. Right. God bless All you right. and your business. Take care. Have a good one, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Later.